Yeah. Emily and I are still arguing about Matthew Stafford. Oh, Matthew Stafford. <laughs> I thought you guys were arguing about the, the numbers. <laughs> well, uh, Virginia is an out away. Hey, but there's two on base. Their opener. Yeah, no, it's two out, two on, bottom of the ninth, down one run, Slee. A little college <laughs> baseball update for and you. Against and against Duke, too. At least <gasps> they're not playing, uh, was it Furman? Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. So this Purple is, people eaters. Yeah. I mean, this is, Duke's not Furman in this situation. Or uh, uh, University of Maryland. Baltimore County, oh, whatever, right. UMBC. UMBC. Yeah. Look, I, I like that you care. That makes it more fun. I'm rooting for you. I love the College World Series. I hope that they win. I hope that they get a hit right here, but we'll see. Sleep. If you hear, if you hear a scream, you'll know what happens. Then I'll know. Yeah, she Wait already warned me. She's like, did that guy just hit a home run? No, I think it's uh, a... Pretty damn Oh, he close. caught it at the... Oh. Oh. He, did he rob that, Emily? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh my yeah. gosh. That was amazing. This is literally the March Madness tournament again. <laughs> You've got to see Emily's face. Uh, right the now. Duke people are celebrating. Oh, it's so annoying. He took off his off. shirt. Oh. And, uh, so, like, yeah. So, for those who haven't seen it, so essentially. Was that the final out? Final out. out of the game. UVA guy game. ropes it. Two guys on base. Ropes it. Duke guy gets to the fence. Robs it. UVA loses 5-4. to four. Show it again. <laughs> Best of three, guys. Best of no, three. No, they're all right. I mean, it's it's. Okay, here it is. Let's see. So two on, two out, bottom of the ninth. This guy hits it. He thinks he just missed it. Uh, oh, okay, get man. off of him. Get on the left fielder. Uh, it, it looks like he went up and over the wall to get it, Slee. Oh, my gosh. No, oh, it no. It was a little short. Right, it was going to be short either way. A little okay. short of the wall. Close. Uh, all Sorry, right. That's better. Uh, you know what? If this makes you feel any better, Matthew Stafford should be in the Hall of Fame. Okay, thank you. Oh, Matthew Stafford. Every step of the way. All right, so um, this is a tweet from McMenamin. Do you, All right, right, so the first one is actually from this guy, uh, Milk Road, whatever. But it says, Justin, Crypto.com is shutting down its institutional exchange in the United States. Then uh, Dave McMenamin goes on to say, uh, in a statement, Crypto.com announced the exchange closing will not affect its retail app business. Okay. We remain fully confident in the continued success of our market, differentiating capabilities and offerings, it read in part. And then he went on to say, going on, furthermore, AEG, uh, which has a business deal for the naming rights of Crypto.com Arena, does not anticipate today's news affecting the name of the downtown Los Angeles home of the Lakers, Clippers, Kings, and Sparks. So you don't have to learn a new name, Slee. Because I, I have just now come around to when I think of crypto. that place, thinking of it as crypto. It took an entire season, so we don't have to we don't have to recalibrate for at least another year or so. Yeah, it's uh, you know it's weird. The industry obviously remember. I actually I, I noticed it in Game Three. I was looking at the floor of the Miami Heat. And, you know, remember, that they used to be FTX. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Right? And it, it, for some reason, it just kind of clicked my – and I can't even tell you. I can't even remember what the sponsor was. But I recognized, like, oh, yeah, that was FTX. They had to take that naming rights deal down. And I think since then, there's always been this, okay, how is that going to affect the other arena here just in general of, you know, cryptocurrency just in general as a whole – so anytime you see something, even this, even something as as uh, uh, I don't know if you want to call it minute or is it big? I don't know because I don't I don't know the industry. But even though you see something, immediately you're like, uh, so they're gonna have to change the name again. Well, it, it happens occasionally, right? Where all of a sudden an, an arena, a stadium, whatever it is, like has a new name every other year or so. It just mm -hmm. that somebody goes big on one of these and it just doesn't really stick. And the next thing you know, it's like, well, now it's Walmart Arena, and then it's American Airlines or whatever. But those those are more. I think any time you had, even yeah, even if you had, when you had Crypto.com in the beginning when they took over, when they were announced the new naming rights, I think there was questions back then. It's like, wait a minute, is that going to really, is that cryptocurrency going to be there in five years, seven years? Who knows? All right, so college football right around the corner like we were talking about. Lincoln Riley, we, we, to say that USC needs to get better at defense, duh, right? That they, yeah. they, they, the only time they lost last year is when they gave up a, a ton of points along the way. They are, in Lincoln Riley's career as a head coach at Oklahoma and at USC, he's 46-1 and one when his team gives up less than 30 points. 46-1. and one, 30. We're not talking 15 or, or 17. 30. Okay, it means you can give up four touchdowns and you're not going to lose. 46-1. and one. The games that he's lost as a head coach at Oklahoma and USC. You ready for this? I'm going to go through them fast, but the numbers are unbelievable. 
The games that they've lost, the defense has allowed 38, 54, 48, 45, 48, 63, 38, 37, 27, 37, 43, 47, 46. These are all in the mid-40s or higher along the way. How, how can a guy that's that good of a coach, that that's successful on one side of the ball, have that happen? That The only time you lose is when your defense is not just bad, but catastrophically bad and not address it in the offseason. That the same guy that put these things together is the same guy that's going to coordinate the defense this year. So I'm trying to think here. Let, let, let's, let's look at other sports for a quick second, okay? And – Try best way that I can put it here. Lincoln Riley's not the only unbelievable offensive coach in sports, right? I, I think of Mike D'Antoni in in the NBA, where he was just so incredible. the The ball would move, but they were basically trying to outscore teams. I think of um, um, think of uh, some NFL teams out there where the Oilers back in the day with the run and shoot, they used to try to go out there and outscore you like crazy. The philosophy was this is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I think the the Lincoln Riley piece is interesting because for USC, if the goal, which it is certainly when once Lincoln Riley came, is we, we're trying to compete for a national championship. The the programs that are trying to sell seats because they're scoring 48 points or this or whatever the case is, I think there is a kind of a, I guess you could call it a certain philosophy of why you try to focus so much on offense. Mm-hmm. If SC has another issue this year where they're giving up, to have a 30-point cushion, think about that for a second. You said, what's what's their record? You said 46-1. and one. You have a 30-point cushion. Just hold them under 30. 30. We win the game. That that is, that's an unbelievable cushion to have, and the fact that you can't do that in X amount of games, which cost cost you a championship or whatever the case is, it could be just as simple as this too, T. Raj. That once they start playing with the big big boys, they play defense. Georgia's going to get stops. Yep. Alabama's going to get stops. Ohio State, that Michigan. That, exactly. That at least these bigger programs, which you're trying to, of course, you're trying to be in the conversation with those bigger programs. That you have a balance of both, and he has not had that. You wonder if it isn't ego at some point, because there's no reason not to address it. You just said that there's no sh- Nick Saban brings in different coordinators all the time. Kirby Smart brings in different people. That you okay? I am an expert in this, and in Lincoln Riley's case, he is clearly an expert at offensive yeah, football. Yeah, you could get like Lovey Smith who was right. available because exactly. he got fired by the Texans. You can get Lovey Smith to be your defensive coordinator. Three but what what different but, Heisman but Trev, what's the ego? Tell me explain that to I, me I, what I, the I'll, ego I'll would be. It. I don't need anybody else in here that's going to get any credit for this. I'm the reason we go to the final four. I'm the reason we win Heisman trophies. I'm the reason we're going to win a national championship because if look, if let, let's just say to Emily's point they go out and hire Levy Smith, and all of a sudden they come in and they're giving up 16 points a game and they smash everybody. What are we saying? Oh, my God, Levy Smith changed that program. They, they finally got a defensive coordinator, and they went, maybe he doesn't want that. I really, because, because I really, the, the really hope you're wrong. Okay, I fine. really hope you can you're hope wrong. all you want. Give me another yep. explanation. Well, that, that's why I'm trying to. I'm trying to. It, it's that is uh, maybe idiotic is too strong. But the fact that if that's something holding holding him back, which I would assume that USC says, cool, I get it. You know, in the beginning, we gave you absolutely everything, and we wanted to Maybe do that. We, want, we wanted to bring you in. But at the end of the day, we're, we also understand that unless we have a tip-top defense, unless we have a defense that okay. can walk into games and only give up 17 points or 21 points, not – Or 29. Or 29. <laughs> But even you know it's funny even when you say that when you say twenty nine you're not gonna win a national championship Probably that's just not, not it's, it's not gonna happen again you heard those numbers and they're by the way they're not thirty and thirty one and thirty two there's fifties and forties and sixties in there what UCLA put up they were in the forties too right it was yeah, forty five or something because like that yeah DTR threw a million interceptions in that game yeah. that's why they ended up but I I, I am look. I'm not calling them out I'm saying give me an alternate explanation and this this and it's not unique to Lincoln Riley this happens frequently there are an entire class of coaches that do not hire assistants that they feel will take shine away from them that was one of the rubs on Jeff Fisher when he came in here was not only is he kind of behind the times and what they were doing offensively and defensively but his staff was way 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 
behind the times when it came to trying to catch up to the modern NFL. And the scuttlebutt was always, well, he didn't want anybody there that can take his job. That was always the rub. And I'm not, no one's going to take, if Lincoln Riley went out and hired, you know, Buddy Ryan reincarnated and the best defensive mind ever, Lincoln Riley will get a ton of shine. But because it's been so glaring, their, their Achilles heel, that if somebody came in and fixed that defense, there would be a ton of shine that would go there. It's the only part of the program that needs to be addressed, and they didn't do it. So, so, so give think me an a, alternate theory. So think about. Um, and I don't know if I have an alternative theory, but I'm gonna I'm gonna. This is how off it would be if that was his theory, if that was his mindset. Think about how many good coaches have come through Alabama, right? Where Nick Saban, yes, is the that's the head of the snake, but you also have had. Really good coaches that go on that go on to coach somewhere else. Did that take away from the shine from Nick Saban? Of course not. Did, uh, but Kirby there's, there's Smart, a, there's a Kirby Smart there. success or Jimbo Fisher's success or Harbaugh's success. Any of these other coaches where there are guys that end up coaching after they were with um, Georgia or they were with Alabama or they were with Clemson or some of these other top programs. You know what usually happens every time is the guy that that defense. If if Lincoln Riley bought it, brought in a defensive coordinator, that all of a sudden just changed the entire program around, and now SC is playing in a national championship game, and it's because of that defense. Lincoln Riley doesn't go anywhere. That defensive coordinator goes and gets a a job somewhere else. It happens all the time, and I would. I, it is, and unlike Saban, unlike Smart, and these other guys. They were having a lot of success, and it wasn't just one thing was happening, right? They were running into other teams. They'd miss a field goal. Like it was these the the only problem that these Oklahoma teams and SC team last year they can't stop anybody. You're right. It, it's it, it's yeah, you're the, right. We, we can't stop anybody. That's stop the someone only a little Achilles bit heel. too. It's not. It's like just again, like you said, don't score thirty. That doesn't seem 30. that difficult to do, especially with the Pac-12's offenses that they're playing against. You know, like but that's not even. I I almost feel like. That's not going to be the solution either. I mean, you start holding teams to twenty nine, and that schedule, Trav, that you were just talking about, you're you're not. He's painted himself into a corner too, because if you do change it and it does fix it, it's like what took so long, and you know, why why did you do it in? The first I'd worry place? about that later. Fix oh, it, of course, of yeah. course. But again, you're doing the thing of the way that it's supposed to be. I'm doing the thing the way that they are, and this is not one year. It's not two years. It's not three years. It's his entire no, there, coaching career. And, no, it, and, you're and right. it hasn't been addressed. So to say, oh, he should do the right thing now. Yeah, well, he should have done it four years ago. He also always loses in mid-October, too, or late October. So it's just like and Lincoln Riley has a pattern. And he's such a good coach. I mean, he came in here and in a season did a 180 with that. The program was dead in the water. And then all of a sudden we're talking Heisman Trophy winner. By the way, they're going to have a back-to-back Heisman Trophy winner. The only second time in the history of college football or the history of that wood. award. Yep. Yeah, I mean, things got to go right. Sure, Don't sure. get me right. But it's as good of a look at it as we've had since probably Tim Tebow was was coming back for another chance or Matt Leinart or one of these guys. There isn't the obvious second guy. He's won three of these as a head coach. Mayfield mm-hmm. got one. Murray got one. Williams has got one. Like that part, he's a an A triple plus at. Just get a little, get a little help on the other side. Let's see what happens. Well, they, they, listen, you're they're maxed out unless they they get the other side fixed out, fixed I, up. I, I mean, I, I, Trav, think about that for a second. This is it. Like even last year, what they did and what they accomplished. I know they lost some games towards the end there, but. You are maxed out unless you get stops on defense. You have to get stops. You're, yeah, 100%. All right. The Dodgers have a weekend series in Philadelphia. Is it going to tell us what happens the rest of the year? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So, Al, do you want to read you a tweet here real quick? This is from Beto in uh, Whittier. And Beto writes... I think I can challenge Trav in a beer chug-off, so be prepared. Guys, let me just tell you this. I'm, Andy and I, I believe, are, are it's part of the rundown that we're going to attempt a, a little contest here. I cannot take on everybody that wants to do it. If we want to, at some point, bring everybody together that would like to do this, whether it's during the intermission. That's a good idea. Yeah, do it at once. Afterwards, we yeah. can all do like a, a little um, a group chug. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I this, this is not what the, Mike Tyson doesn't fight four fights in a night, right? Just one. <laughs> you don't have them lined up, so I don't think that's going to work out better unless we do a little group activity. It takes me like eleven minutes to take down a a beer, so I'm more than happy to spend some time with somebody sipping on mine. <laughs> well, you could be uh, like Michael Buffer. You could do the play by play. You could yeah. do the let's get ready. I I can't say it because I could get. Uh, I'd have to pay the the fee. I think it's a very expensive phrase. Not, not that. Come on, Michael Buffer's a smart dude. He took care of that. Come he took on. that off of everybody's plate along the way. A uh, little Dodger breaking news. Um, that it looks like the Dodgers are actually going to go with an opener today, Slee. Not the not a starter necessarily, but rather Head. Victor Gonzalez is going to be the opener against the Phillies, which has become you know kind of. Kind of typical in Major League Baseball when you're a little shorthanded in the starting pitching department. So Victor Gonzalez will start today, but and then Michael Grove is probably the second guy uh, to come into the game. Uh, breaking news on 710 brought to you by Valvoline Instant Oil Change, home of the 15-minute drive-through oil change. Um, it's interesting. So Grove today will try to eat up the bulk of the innings. Maybe he yep. won't go first, but he's going to the guy. Hopefully he could give you four or five innings along the way. Bobby Miller pitches on Saturday. We all know about him, um, but he's still incredibly green when it comes to his major league experience. And then you got Julio coming in uh, off an injury, making his first step start coming off the IL on Sunday. If this doesn't work out, right? Like if all of a sudden you're into the bullpen three times in five days, okay, or three times in three days, and and you're into the bullpen early with Syndergaard, who got sent down, and I don't think you'll ever see him again. You're into the bullpen early with Tony Gonsolin, who only went five innings. That Kershaw is the only guy that's giving you any sort of length at all. What do you do in the back half of the season? Because we're getting closer to the halfway point. What do you do if you literally have one, maybe two guys that you can count on to pitch you into the sixth inning on a regular basis? One one shorthanded, okay, two, maybe. But you're talking maybe as many as three, maybe four. Well, I, I, I'm actually I'm very interested in, in Michael Grove. I am because, sure. you know, he, he's, the, he's the one so far – if you were kind of trying to pick when both of these guys were coming up, you're saying to yourself, all right, Bobby Miller, um, he didn't really even have that many starts in AAA this year, so you kind of had more hesitation there. He's been great. He's 2-0. and What, he's got an ERA basically of one. He's faced really good teams and has been fantastic. I think his last start was against the Yankees where he was great, six shutout innings. Um, the Michael Grove piece of it is – I'll, I'll come around to your answer, but the Michael Grove um, – the Michael Grove uh, piece of this whole thing is kind of what if he has another bad start? What if he's you know, uh, let's say he gets lit up again? What what is I guess you could say the 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 leash that you have on Michael Grove to say okay, we're just going to keep pitching this guy in the majors and see him getting uh, clobbered, or is there some type of an adjustment? You would have that answer. Yeah. I, I do not have that answer. Grove is interesting because he he's just kind of recently back from some rehab stuff. That Ga- Gavin Stone is the guy that's gotten hit a little bit, and maybe he could, he might be like your next stop along the way. To go back, because but but you're right, Al. That he's a guy that has not had success, Stone, and to just say, well, okay, try that. Do you go to those double A guys that we're talking about? Do you just mm. see if you can find something somewhere? Because that's certainly not a long term answer. It kind of comes back to what you had suggested a, a handful of days ago. That do you have to do the thing that you don't want to do? And that's make a trade that might cost you a little bit more than you're comfortable spending just to stay in it, right? You don't want to punt on a season. You don't want to say – because 
they're very likely to make the. I think there's only six or seven teams in the National League above 500. They're going to make the postseason. Yeah, yeah. But what what sort of damage can you do there? You don't just throw that away. You never know what it's going to be. And if you are into the bullpen before the fifth inning five times a week, it's it's not sustainable. Well, it, to go it off, will break. To go off what you just said, let's say that weekend does occur that you're talking about. You needed Kershaw to go seven yesterday to just give everybody a quick second. Okay, let, let's take a deep breath. Now, listen, I, I still think Julio's going to eventually do what Julio does. Um, maybe Bobby Miller becomes this answer that you didn't recognize or realize that, hey, we could depend on this guy to go five, six, seven innings uh, a night. And, by the way, unbelievable if he's able to do that uh, this early in his career. Um, but if it doesn't happen... We're talking still, you got 100 games left here, yeah. right? So it's, it's not like Dustin May doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. I know Gonsolin is um, the the type of pitcher that you could rely on a little bit more than some of these other players, but I, I'm with you. That That's an issue. The Miller part is fascinating because he's pitched three times and he's had three really good performances. There's going to be a, a clunker in there. It's, there just is, right? He's a kid pitcher and it's going to happen. When do you start to believe? Because for me, it would almost have to go another month or two or three with him just kind of going out there and setting guys down. Like, you get the feeling he's special. You, the stuff is clearly special. The attitude is clearly special. But before you just say, okay, but Bobby Miller not giving us six innings is the surprise as opposed to Bobby Miller just gave us six really good innings. Because if they get through this weekend, let's say that Grove chips off five and that Urias gives you six and that Miller gives you six more, then everybody kind of calms down. But then, you know, fast forward another three or four days, you're right back in the middle of this spot in the rotation again. And you're asking the same questions. Does Grove got to, excuse me, does Miller need to give you 10 starts uh, and, and seven of them lights out before you start to believe that that's just who he is? Well, I, I know it's completely different, but how about Outman with the start that he got off? And yeah. you were like, let's pump the brakes here, guys. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I know what he's doing, but there's going to come a time where – It's a little different. But people are going to make their adjustments, yeah, and there's going to be a lot more. There's going to be a lot more footage on Outman, and let's see how he does. Let him let this entire year play before you. You know, you obviously get too excited about Outman. I know it's different for a pitcher, but you are right because you know what's going to eventually happen is he's going to have a night where he gives up four, five, six runs. Of course he is. It happens to everybody. And then maybe the question is going to be, well, how does he react to that when all of a sudden people start hitting him? And what is what is that mentality of he's walking on now and talk about not facing any adversity up to this point. He hasn't. I mean, he's he's walking away. I mean, he's probably going to bed at night like – this is the major leagues. This is what everybody's been talking about. He's been so great. Obviously, it's not. It, it, you can't sustain it to this level. I'd like you. I'd like him to just. Just look. Here, here's what I need out of you. Bobby. You're not asking for much. Here's what I need. Can you just give me seven innings of like three hit baseball for the next four and a half five months? Can you? Can 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 we just do that? Can we sign up for that right now? And by the way, that's not going to happen. He could get close to that. I mean, from what from what we've seen, if. If he does 70% of what he's done in his first three, you've got a monster on your hand. And, and, and I'm not saying like for his career. I'm just saying for the rest of this season. Sure, sure, if he gives sure. you 70% of what it's looked like in the first, you have a, an all-star caliber pitcher who doesn't even know what he's doing yet. What happens when he knows what he's doing? Maybe I was wrong about that whole Kershaw thing. Maybe we will get another one before it all happens again. He was terrific yesterday, and can't wait to see Miller again on Saturday. Um, I got a question, a Laker question for you, Slee, when we come back, because I think the lack of Chris Paul leaks is fascinating to me. That's coming up next. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So, Al, you know that I like to kind of 
figure out what things mean by what is said and what is not said and what 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 it's said and what does it actually mean because yep. everybody's got their own agenda, right? Everybody's got the, well, I'm going to say nothing. Well, that means something. Well, I'm going to say one thing but actually mean something else. And then I guess every once in a while somebody will say what they actually mean. That That's probably the least common one. Um, for instance, when Kyrie Irving became a free agent, when, when Kyrie Irving first hit the trade market in Brooklyn – we kind of had an idea that the the Lakers were interested, but only at a certain price. Yeah. And then as the season ended, Kyrie's free agency begins, and it seems like, at least from the leaks and the, you know, I've talked to a person close to the city, all of those euphemisms that you hear, it's, sure. they're not really all that interested. It's not a hard no, but it looks like they're going to look somewhere else first. Chris Paul is still technically a member of the Suns, so there's tampering issues that you need to be aware of. But that no one has really even, you know, well, people close to the situation say that they would or would not, that the Paul thing kind of came and went without a ton of speculations or, or report, not speculation, but rather those those stories where I spoke to a person close to the Team X that says yay or nay, nothing. Does that mean anything? It's funny. I, I I never really thought about that. When I initially saw the news, I thought I I immediately kind of attached him to wow he could be a Laker like that that, that could that could very easily sure. happen. That if he gets waived, I wouldn't be surprised at all that he's a Laker. And then you know then you get the local media. Obviously, we're doing it. National media. It's a big topic. Where would Chris Paul go? Does he fit with the Lakers? Does he fit with this? But you're right that there hasn't been any. You could call it leaks or sources say or something like that. There hasn't really been too much of that. I don't read too much into it. I, I'll tell you that I think a lot of times if uh, let's like use even the, Chris Paul's team hasn't really leaked. A but let, of let's stuff use a Chris. Let, let's use Chris Paul that situation as a great example. If he becomes available, I guarantee you plan A, B, C, D, and E are already worked out. And if it ain't the Lakers, it's going to be this team, that team, whatever the case is. Um, I, I don't look too much into not a leak coming out or anything along those lines. I, I, I always do you? Think, do you yeah, look into, I do because yeah. the, there people are always negotiating, right? Mm-hmm. There's always some angle, pro or con, that that people are taking. And I don't, I don't disagree with what you're saying that Paul probably has his preferences, right? I, I, this would be my first choice, is my second, right on down the line, but. Usually there is a yeah we're we're yeah if he became available we would be very interested in having that conversation or yeah we've always wanted the the opportunity to have him in our organization there's none of that I think is it it's odd because the the no hard the hard pass always comes out too right use Kyrie as the example that it's kind of understood that could be wrong but it's kind of understood that the Lakers are not dying to get that done Here, here's the problem the problem is. I think a lot of the look left, they want you to look left, but then, you know, there's something going on to the right. Mm-hmm. The problem, let's use Kyrie as an example. Nah, we got no interest in Kyrie. It doesn't benefit the Lakers to admit that they had interest in Kyrie. It doesn't. You know, that that it, it doesn't benefit them to make it look like they really want Kyrie. I'm not telling you one way or the other, but I think there's I think there are certain things that what is the benefit if the Los Angeles Lakers, if somebody within that organization were to say, we got a lot of interest in Kyrie. Yeah, what is it's what I'm getting at is not that exactly. What I'm saying is that people talk, right? That yep. all of these reports, Dave McMenamin and Woj and Shams and all these guys, people they have to and they just call it, and it's it's not necessarily to discourage or encourage. It's just, hey, are you guys interested? And, and there, there's relationships. They they both get stuff out of this. There's there's and it's one of those honestly, no, not really. Now they could be a poker game. They they could be like the NFL draft is a great example of this. That is nothing but a poker game where you're you're faking left so you can go right. I, I understand that. But the NBA stuff, it, it the interest, not interest is frequently on point. I don't know how much of that from – I feel like that stuff's on point, but it's more through the the um, the agents sure. and it's through – it's it's more used that way, right? Like, we, What's the difference? Um, it's never identified as one or the other, right? It's identified as people close to the situation. Could be agents, could be team, could be either the, one. The, the difference is as 
if if Kyrie's camp comes out and says, "Hey, we want LeBron to come play for the Dallas Mavericks," or I want I I reach it out to LeBron to come play for the Dallas Mavericks, that has nothing to really do with the Dallas Mavericks, right? Like that has. That's Kyrie. Kyrie could be pitching himself like, hey, look, I could be a recruiter. You see, you should give me all the money. Give me that four-year max deal because I could also be an asset for the organization outside of just playing for the organization. We're going to get game six because if we don't, if we don't get game six, we're going we're gonna to know if there's tonight a game six us, right? tonight, right? Yeah. That yeah. They're not going to go into my – and I know Miami's tough, and I know that the zombie heat and all those things, and yeah. well, they've been counted out this – yeah, okay, fine. This is the best team that they've played that's playing like the best team, and tonight is their last stand. Win tonight, and would, it's, would you, it's, it's a race. Would you say the same thing that you're saying um, if Milwaukee was in the NBA Finals right now and they were playing Denver? No. no. I, I mean, yes, I would. That it has nothing you would say to, what? You would has, say what? That say. They have to win tonight, right? That this, Denver is too good. You cannot give them a 3-1 lead. This you're is, right this about is that. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't the question. I guess my question was this. You said that they're just the better team yeah. than the Miami Heat, which mm-hmm. I don't. I, I think that's that's a fair one. Nobody's really argue that Miami. You kind of tip your cap to what they've done so far sure. this postseason. But would you say the same thing that they're the better team if they played Milwaukee or if they played Boston? If I had seen the way that Denver has played through the first three rounds and had looked through the first three games of this series, yes, yeah, the best player in the world is playing like it. The, his his number one complimentary player is, is the second best player great. on the floor, mm-hmm. right? It, it's not just that he's, yeah, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Like Michael Porter Jr. kind of gives you what he gives you. KCP kind of gives you what he gives you. Maybe a little more, maybe a little less. But Jamal Murray, you're asking him to give you nearly 30 a night, and he is. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, it's funny because even in the Lakers series, how many times did we say, I think Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic are the one-two? They were. Right, and and, think, yeah. and and that's kind of wait. Jamal Murray can't be the second best player on the floor. He, he's he not was, supposed to be, and he is. Yeah, right. And, I mean, and that's with LeBron, and that's with AD, and you know Jimmy Butler too. That he has been the second best player. Maybe not against the Suns. Maybe that was Booker who went nuts, but it's close. The only, the only, um, the only angle I try to give Miami, and. Again, to just make it a series, like you just said, if it's 3-1, it's, it's a wrap. They're going back to Denver, and they're going to win in Denver. The only thing I give Miami is um, they haven't had as much talent as most of the teams they've beat so far. They didn't have as much talent as Milwaukee. They didn't have as much talent as the Boston Celtics. But they they played really well together. They, they were unified, whatever you want to call it. They got stops when they needed to. Spolstra was great, excellent, all that stuff. Um, that's the only glimmer of hope that I give them to make it a series. And that's all. Like, just make it a series. I think everyone is, you know, obviously leaning towards Denver's going to win the championship. But if you make it a series, I, if they get blown out again today, I, guess I, I, I didn't even think they lose by a bucket at the buzzer. I don't I lose by 30, lose by one. I think that the, the hole is insurmountable. It, 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 as you were talking about Murray. Is there a better duo in the NBA right now than those two guys? And I'm not just saying like today, but let, let's say they win this thing, right? Okay. They, they, yep. they win it, whether yep. it's in five games or seven. They, they win it. And and Murray and Jokic play like they've played. Going into next season, as far as duos go, is it the best in the league? Okay, let, let me – can I throw a couple duos your way? And sure. Then, um, um, and then, you know, we could obviously kind of play it out. Uh, would you rather have – Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, or Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Nuggets. I'm. By the way, and you know how many it's people? Not even I think, close. Well, I, don't, I don't, really here's the funny. Here's the funny. I think a lot of people would go the other way. I don't know. Not and, the people. Not it, people that watch Kevin Durant the last few months. Well, and, and and even. But here's the funny thing about it. We don't need to think too hard. They just played each other. Yeah. Yeah. Durant's the week. Durant's been around a really long time, and he's breaking down. Well, and, and even listen, he's still he's still Kevin Durant, sure. but it's 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 just the I I think for me it's that little piece there. Okay, let let me throw another and, and, one. And Jokic is a lot better than just about everybody else right now. That's okay, the other thing. Here's another duo: LeBron and AD. Cool, they just played each other. Four straight. Lakers got swept. Four straight. Next. Here's another duo. How about Tatum and Jalen Brown? Who a lot of people love that duo. It's a good duo. 
I wouldn't hesitate. I'm taking Jokic and Jamal Murray. It's inconsistent. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you start thinking about Harden and Embiid. And I know Harden's a free agent, but that's not really a conversation no, because Harden's the weak link there. You go to Gian- Giannis and pick your next guy. Is it is it Middleton? Is it Holiday? It's 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 not right. It, it's Steph Curry. Who's the number two guy there? It's it's not no nope. right. It's so you you know who oddly and, and it, it's still the Nuggets, but odd, you're getting into like just doing recent developments aside. Looking at you, Zion. Zion and Ingram is yeah. like an because they're both young. There's they're both incredibly you know the the future is bright for both of them. It's, you know again looking at you Zion, get your stuff together. Jeez, but <laughs> I mean that is look, he's he's got appetites, multiple types of appetites, and it's getting in the way of his basketball. But it's probably a duo like that, right? It's 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 because the other ones, LeBron and AD, as good as it is. LeBron's going into year twenty-one. AD's health is always up in the air. Yeah, it's it. Not only are they the best duo, they're really. I mean, maybe Booker and Durant is the next best argument, but I don't think it's particularly close. Well, that that's that's what I think. You know, so unique about them right now. It's it's the fact that Joker is the best player in the world right now, who can have a triple double any given night, who's a center who can pass as good as any guard in the NBA. And then Jamal Murray could be a stone-cold killer like he was against the Lakers in Game 2 and run off 20-plus points in the fourth quarter, which I think he's done four times so far in the postseason um, in his career. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting duo, let's put it that way. And the positions like the Tatum and Brown, they're basically the same position. Yeah. Where this is, no, here's a true center and here's a true point guard and to complement each other the way they do. You that's know who a, didn't mention? And it, 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 and I understand why we didn't. Who would we forget? Think about it. I'll, I'll give you five seconds to think about it. It's, it, it's you're gonna be like, oh yeah, but then you'll be like, well, it, the the reason we didn't is very, very obvious. Ja and somebody. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Jesus. <laughs> right. I mean, but the the reason we didn't mention them is incredibly obvious. Okay, you, and you, I get stuck in this as well. You know, we we talk about well, the West is gonna be loaded next year. Yeah. You know how many times I forget to talk? I mentioned the Clippers yeah. because of that exact same reason. At some point, it's not just add ah, a little bad luck. At some point, it just is what it is, and yeah. that's what it's been the entire time that they begin to get. If everybody at their best, everybody at their best, that might be the answer. But everybody at their best doesn't happen very often. The yeah. dump coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten, ESPN. It's kind of interesting, Slee. How about this? By the year twenty twenty seven, okay. The AFC South would become the first division in NFL history to play its entire season in domed stadiums. All four of them would be – so Jacksonville is the only one that's outside right now, right? Yeah, and there's plans to start – Oh, no, Tennessee's outside too. Yeah, but the the plans are for both of these to get uh, indoor stadiums. I, I know that the Jaguars, while they're uh, under construction, are going to play in Orlando, likely. Okay. It's kind of like the semi-plan for all that stuff. But I personally don't like the dome of it all. I like to go to a football game, have the sun in your face, have the wind, and just feel the elements. I do – I mean, I love SoFi. I think it's a great – uh, stadium, yep. but it does feel like it, it. It does have the wind at least that can get through it, but Breeze. it does feel a little bit like I don't know, artificial. So at the risk out of Emily calling me an old man for the, yeah. I believe the third time today. I think it's, I, I, honestly, I have like a. I just write it here. I have an old man like <laughs> six so far today. <laughs> you can start on the new show, The Old Man. <laughs> I think it's. I think this it's is going to make this is going to make three right here. I, I was a. And again, part of this is spent the vast majority of my life in Southern California. The weather's always nice here, even in, even when it's air quote cold at the Coliseum, right? You, uh, it's not that cold. It's fifty degrees. The older I get, the more I like inside stuff. The more I like indoor stadiums. Living in Houston for a couple of years, covering the Texans for two. The idea of going outside in Houston in mm. September and October sounds awful. Just absolutely dreadful. The inside experience is it's always pretty darn nice. I've come around on that completely. Okay, so I, I definitely lean towards Emily on this one. I went to when I went to the Diamondbacks Padres yeah. game, Chase Field, right? Um that's the first time I'd been in a a dome for a baseball stadium. And I kinda of, Emily, I kept kind of saying, like, guys, let's open this thing up here. 
let's let's get this let's get some fresh air in this place. Compare that to when I went to Coors Field in Colorado, mm-hmm. and I just felt like, hey, I'm at a real baseball. That the elements that it brought. Now again, Trav, you're right. That's counterpoint. I, Go to a Diamondback game in August. You're right. <laughs> no, you're right, and and, and I think. But if that game is also a seven o'clock first pitch or something like that, uh-huh. I, I'm okay with it. It's a uh, night game, see, something along those I lived lines. In Phoenix as a kid, it's a hundred degrees at seven o'clock at night in Phoenix in the summer. But there's no sun. <laughs> it's a hundred degrees and it's gross. You're just sitting there stewing in your own sweat. It's aggressive. I like it, but I also have not. Uh, I have not experienced super cold weather and being indoor slash outdoor. Honestly, the cold is less objectionable to me than the heat. Like, having gone to games in Chicago at Soldier Field in December, having gone to the NFC Championship game in Green Bay against the Panthers back in, I think it was 98, and it's zero degrees and snowing, that is less miserable than 100 with the sun just cooking your face off. That's fair. You should go to the opener for San Diego State and see how you feel. You might, you might change. By I think the way, they change not, the times. I think everything's at seven now or five or play whatever. Play at seven in the morning, right? Just see the, hey, let's play at noon in San Diego in September. See what happens with no shade. It's a nice stadium. Maybe we just canopy that thing. I don't know. Easy up. Had to stay under the budget. <laughs> Emily, they're delivering fries in Highland Park again. All right. So this is a old story, I guess. So back in March, there is a story going around that a bunch of people in the neighborhood of Highland Park were receiving unwanted Uber Eats orders, DoorDash orders from a variety of different places. But they, it would be also like weird stuff. It would be like I don't know, like one uh, apple pie from McDonald's, or it would be like <laughs> Those I don't are pretty know, good by the way. But like or just just random stuff from these menus so kind of quieted down it kind of got in the news a little bit in march quieted down kind of two months with nothing happening and then at the beginning in the middle of may it came back and they've been having even more deliveries now and almost exclusively mcdonald's so it's been just like they got like there's three- no idea on who like is this just a prank that on a large scale like what any idea what it is we need like the i don't know the investigative journalism of, <laughs> of la times really needs to get into this because la times is like we don't know we tried we looked around like we we have no idea because it kind of just seems to be like just different people faking accounts, all the good stuff. It's probably maybe a prank it's the like LA this. Times. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the LA Times coming after these people in Holland Park. But it's crazy because I can't trust anybody these days. Because at some point you're like, okay, well, it's kind of cool to have a little fry you didn't pay for. But would you eat it? It's it's stapled clothes. Okay, but a, a, a food you did not order shows up at your front door, bag stapled shut. You're gonna eat that? Probably. Really. It's stapled clothes. I love the. It's, I it's love a the staple. St- I, I love the staple. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I was gonna say. I love that yeah. the stapler for her like changed if a, everything. If a Coke came, the can is closed. You could wipe it off, and your. But it's. Yeah. I mean, it's something puts in a bag and staples it. But how is it any different from getting something you did order? I don't know. It's the same thing. Because I, I ordered can do it. it. In I, any order thing. They're not waiting with a set of poison fries somewhere inside the restaurant waiting for me. But some <laughs> lunatic, which, by the way, there are a lot of lunatics in the world that have done crazier things than this. Well, I could if you're see, a lunatic, I then it's easy to get me. <laughs> I could see Emily. It's a burger. And a couple bites taken from the burger, put back in the bag, but it's stapled shut. She's like, "What's well, fine. It's stapled. Are you yeah. eating it, Slee? No, I'm not eating it. Taylor? That's too risky. I can't think of a better way to go out, personally. <laughs> Free Taylor food. wants to go out and be a lunatic. <laughs> Tyler? No shot. Yeah. No shot. <laughs> if any of the four of us get it delivered, we'll send it to your house, Emily. <laughs> Sounds good. And I'll eat it as long as you staple it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the government should just staple things, and Emily's all in along the way. Uh, I don't like this story at all. This kind of goes back to what we were talking about yesterday. Uh, researchers from the Cal State Long Beach Shark Lab. Okay. okay, so Long Beach State apparently has a shark lab. And by the way, whoever wrote this is not from California. It's Long Beach State, not Cal State Long Beach. Um, revealed that a juvenile white shark on juvenile white shark aggregation sites, people were near sharks on 97% of the days that they were surveyed. Hmm. During a two-year drone study, there were no reported shark bites in any of the surveyed locations. So... If I understand this correctly, <laughs> if you go in the ocean, there's a 97% chance that there is a not only a shark, but a white shark. But that is there, but it's not attacking. Right. So that they're but just there living is their life. A problem. Yeah. I mean, 
honestly, a lot of times in your ocean, there's a lot of stuff going on that, below you that you don't understand. Sure. Would you rather just not know? Just not have any idea? No, I'd rather know and stay out. Okay. I'd rather not know and just feel more comfortable until the shark actually came and attacked me and say, well, I could have used that information later. <laughs> Could have used affirmation at some point. Happy birthday, not only to our pal DeMarco Farr, but it is also Udonis Haslam's birthday, who turns 42 years old today. Uh, I believe, Slee, you probably have a better recollection on this than I do. I believe he became the oldest player to appear in a finals game when he appeared at the end of game three. Yeah, I think you're right about that. So he needs to get in and reset the bar at 42 instead of 41. What's so crazy, 42 years old, Haslam hasn't played for another team, right? He's only played for the Miami Heat. One of three guys to spend yep. 20 or more seasons in one with one team. I think Kobe and Dirk, right? Kobe and Dirk only, are the other yeah. two. And, and to see, it, it's kind of like I've heard him in interviews as well, and it's it's you think of him as just not – he's 42. What is he really offering to the team? He's a big part of the team in a weird way, right? Like he's the the cult, and that's what I mean by by that is a culture that you think that it's only players that are just producing, but in a weird way, every time you see Udonis Aslam, you're like, hey, you know what? This guy's been there forever. He's been a part of championships. He's still contributing. This obviously is a great day in Angel history, but looking at it with the date, it feels kind of disappointing as well. It was today in 2009 that the Angels selected Mike Trout with the 25th overall pick in the draft. Here we are 14 years later, and he's played in three playoff games and lost them all. That's that's the part that makes it a little depressing. Trying to think here. Is this man just – is this it? Is he just going to continue playing for the Angels and the result's going to be the same every single year and everybody's going to talk about how great of a player Trout is and never play in any meaningful games? Ernie Banks did it. Ted Williams kind of did it. They were Ted Williams had some decent teams, but never played in the World Series. It does happen. It's not unprecedented, but it's a super, super bummer. Let's do a little super crosstalk. All right, so Mace, you're uh, you're obviously ready. I am ready. You've got your hoodie slash. Tu- I've seen tuxedo T-shirts. Yeah, I've never seen a tuxedo hoodie. It's a tuxedo hoodie. This was originally when I started looking around for what to wear. I was like, okay, well, what's more Mason than a hoodie? Sure. So I I I bought the tuxedo hoodie, and I I decided, you know what, it would be lame to wear the tuxedo hoodie to the Mandy Awards. I wanted something flashier, but I thought day before the Mandy's, day to celebrate, everybody's, you know, on on edge. I yep. mean, you, you, for uh, sure. Man of the People Award. I mean, <laughs> well, come on. I, I, I'm not doing this to enhance my reputation as a man of the people, but I am severely lowering my own expectations base, based base, on what could go down. Slay, what, slay. what do you think? Yeah. Just... Man of the people, I think it's the first award given out. T. Raj oh, just no. grabs that, and then and then he walks off. He's done. There's nothing else to accomplish after no, that. No, I still need to beat AK in the chugging contest. I still, oh, I still, is there? A chug- what, wouldn't that so. be before we start giving out awards? I'm not sure if it's part of the official rundown or part of the oh, pre-game. Okay. It may be on stage. It may be part of the show. I believe be. that was the intent, but I'm not. Ex- now, is sure. AK a good chug? Have you? He ever- says he is. Yeah. He says. I mean, I've never seen anybody. Like Travis, right? I've you been, like open your whole throat and it just pours gullet. in. Yeah, I believe it turns into a gullet. <laughs> it's a, just a point. gullet, exactly. <laughs> just pour it down the gullet. John, are you ready? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Are I'm you just wearing like, the gangster suit again? I've been hearing the promo all day long. I don't know. I have Mason seen it. I purchased perhaps the ugliest sport coat ever, and. I'm thinking about wearing that instead. So I'm, I'm going to make a decision tonight. I say I had, go ugly. I had the ugly sports coat pressed today. Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. yeah. Shout out to Patterson Cleaners in Manhattan Beach. <laughs> yes. I went in there and I go, hey, uh, can you press this for me? And the girl goes, yeah, of course. And so I, I go, I'm going to go to Ralph's, which was next door. And I go, I'll come back in 20 minutes. So I come back in 20 minutes. She hands it to me. She goes, no charge. Take her I gave her five bucks. I gave her yeah. a tip, but I yeah. thought that was very nice. That's so, very nice. Yeah. So uh, maybe that's a sign I should wear the ugly jacket. So can you give us an idea of what it? How? Why is it? Laker ugly? purple. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Laker matching purple. shoes. <laughs> yep. Okay. And so I think that's probably where I'm going. Yeah. I actually uh, shout out to Cecilia uh, over uh, in my neighborhood who did my tail. When I walked in with the tuxedo, she said, "Really." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you really? That, well, that's kind of what you were going for. I right? was going for yeah. really. Uh, I'm sure Mace, you're like, that's the perfect response. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was looking <laughs> for. Well, last year you had sequins. I did. I had sequins. I had a, a sparkly uh, jacket on. As uh, it well, sequin okay. jacket and sequin shoes. If yeah, I sequin remember correctly, shoes. that is correct. Are you just going traditional suit? I am. Okay, come Sweet. on, man. As, as, as a man of the people, I can only yes. go traditional suit. Slee, are you going traditional suit? I'm going vest, uh, no undershirt. Vest no. Oh, you're going uh, the rock. You're going like yep. village people. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> the, the, you and Antonio half Brown. Village people apparently. You and the plumber. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it'll be it'll be fun tomorrow night. It'll do, be fun. Do you think our show comes away with something? Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. I would. 100%. I would. Uh, I would bet mythical money on it if they'd let me. Yeah, I, I gave you pity votes. I uh, voted. I voted category. for you guys up and down the uh, up and down the ballot. Yeah. Yeah. I know Slee, you did. Slee saw me fill out my ballot. No, I voted no, for I, you. I, I I voted for Emily. I voted for Slee. I voted okay, for Taylor. Those are a couple no, I didn't of vote for Taylor. Sorry, Taylor. I you had to vote for Jorge. Jorge. Got to yeah. vote for Jorge because Jorge puts a lot of work into this. Yeah, thing. he does. So I get it that you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. No. But we didn't really aggressively campaign. No, I don't know that anybody. Only Mason and Kaplan campaign. Well, we aggress. Well, first of all, I aggressively campaigned for show of the year. I did not aggressively campaign for other stuff. Yeah, but everybody knows that if you don't win man of the people, you may die. No, not man of the people. <laughs> host of the year. Host of the year is the one. Yeah. yeah. That's been, hey, you're like Kendall Roy when he said, if I don't get this job, I might die. <laughs> yes. If yes. you don't get host of the year, you might die. I might. I might. Yeah. Uh, last so if you year, want to see somebody die, come to the man. Apparently, they isolated my reaction to Kaplan winning. So, the station did and sent that out on social. Oh, really? So I've seen that, it. Yet. I was in that Oscar. Hey. <laughs> so you and I weren't sitting at the same table, but we're sitting very close to each other. Angela Bassett. That's a good point. Right. Yeah. So you were kind of you were at the Mason and Island table. We were at our table, but our is chairs, that the setup again this year? Do I'm you not know? sure. Okay. I, I think there's where there's a little more uh, space between them. But I remember, I don't know if it was Carlo, but somebody came over with a camera kind of at your feet. That is correct. Thinking that, and, and they mic'd him. That's what he thought they when they mic'd him, him I'm, oh, I'm going to win. I'm like, oh, oh. obviously I'm going to win. Why would they mic me unless I was going to win? And then, bam, it's uh, it's Kaplan. And I'm like... So I, I haven't seen the video. I'm going to see if I can find it here before we're done with Crosstalk. But do you feel like you pulled it off or did you Angela pass it in? Uh, I think I pulled it off. I, Ireland, have you seen it? Yeah. I think I totally pulled it off. I, I mean... Through, I you reminded me of Eddie Murphy when he lost for Dream Girls. No, he got up and walked out <laughs> of the Academy Awards. <laughs> Did you know that? I, I knew he lost the no, award. After but- he lost for Dream Girls, he in the middle of the show just got So they up read and the other left. name and he bounced. He bounced. He's wow. like, I'm going to ghost the rest of this show. Sleep, we I should do win. that. What do you think? At what point? Yeah, because there's... Man of the people. What is... What no, is well, you got to hang around to the end because if you win show of the year, you got to uh, be there. I mean, that would be great. But. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, I think you guys are going to come away with awards this year. I think a lot of hardware for the uh, well, Travis you guys, and Sliwa show. Got, Emily like mentioned you guys were giving her... Uh, She's the odds-on for producer of the year. We both yes. voted for. We yeah. both voted for. Yeah. Lindsay was very pissed off yesterday afternoon. Oh, she she heard it. Guy? She was like, "Wait a minute." She's what mad about that it? we voted. She's for Emily? mad we voted and endorsed Emily. Well, why would why would she think we'd endorse her? You ran her off our show. <laughs> I mean, we had that whole conversation, <laughs> yeah. by the way, yesterday. You didn't yeah. hear it on Supercon. No. Oh my God, it was so hilarious because Lindsay, Lindsay and I start airing out exactly what happened, how okay. she wound up not being on the show, and then how Shadano didn't want uh, Bergman on the show so it was an obvious trade it was a one for one deal change of scenery for change both change of scenery it, it, for it everybody it was the Andrew Bynum Dwight Howard trade <laughs> yes, it, it, it absolutely <laughs> was it absolutely was we don't want you you so don't usually, want him switch him usually after the airing of grievances things are better are things I th- better I think things are better now she did Jorge was in here stirring it up like crazy uh, he brought up that one time <laughs> Lindsay put up a picture of her cat and I said who the hell cares about seeing a cat on Instagram? Her cat had died that day. Oh, no. Whoops. Jesus. Mace. As a pet lover. Oh, it was terrible. I just thought it was a picture of a cat, and I'm like, who like wants to see a cat? It turns out it's a memorial to uh, Tabby. You, know, you you did to Lindsay what uh, PETA did to Pete Davidson. That's right. Shamed. Yeah. Shamed. Yeah. Did you try to unring that bell? I don't. Well, it's un- well yeah, that's it. Well, no, a bell can never be unrung. That's why I'm it's asking. not un- yeah. It's you not You can try. You can grab it real fast. No, it's like, you can't put toothpaste back in the tube either. Although Those yesterday the- I did say to Lindsay, I'm sorry about your cat. 
We all are. Only, yeah, only, we all are. only two years after that. <laughs> two years late. Two years late. <laughs> better, like they say, better late than never. Better late than never. Amen. <laughs> I heard you guys were shaming Emily for her midday sleep yesterday. Not shaming. We were surprised. Her alarm went off uh, right. while we were talking to her. We, she, we consider her our resident Taylor Swift expert. Yes. As you should. So we were talking. We were doing a Taylor Swift story. Oh, we were trying to get to the bottom of the Taylor Swift, Austin yeah, Reeves Yeah, Austin Reeves rumor. Taylor Swift. To which Emily, Emily gives no couple. credence to whatsoever. Do you? Of course. I yeah. love I love <laughs> conspiracy theories. Me too. I want to live in a world where Austin Reeves is dating Taylor no Swift. No one is more plugged into the comings and goings of Ms. Swift than so, uh, Right, Emily. and we knew that, so we told Bergman, call Emily, and we called her at like, when, like 2.45, and she was out. <laughs> and he, she finally woke up, she was, okay, I'll do it. And then, so while we were talking to her, her alarm went <laughs> And I'm like, what the hell is your alarm going off at 3 o'clock in the afternoon? She goes, you guys woke me up out of my nap. So I know you don't nap because you don't sleep. No. Yeah. I would. I wish I could. Do you not, not nap, Mace? Not Never at all? nap. Are you I good? used to love them. They're the best. Yeah, yeah, they're the best. I just can't make them happen. No, I mean, can't now do it. Juan Mace, takes, with you. I, Juan I takes a nap every single day. Does he? Loves it. It's, it's to- Very totally Very jealous great. of him. I, I just, I don't have it in me to be able to do it. I, I try to do it occasionally, and I don't succeed very often, but there is nothing quite like stealing that half hour oh, in the right. middle of the day. It's, it's right. terrific. Yeah. Well, what's the, Trav, what's the sweet spot? Is it like 15 minutes? So, okay. No, I, no, that's too short. I've actually done the, re- like, real research on this. There's two times. You're supposed to nap for one of two different durations, either a half an hour or an hour and a half. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because th- you're, you don't go into the real deep cycle right and if you go past a half an hour but come out before an hour and a half you're in that deep cycle and yeah. that's and then you wake up and you feel like crap but you know sometimes after that half hour you wake up and you feel like you just i don't know like five hour energy sure. or whatever those are the two spots okay. hour and 90 minutes yeah excuse, Slee, I, I know minutes. you get a nap in because i listen to your show thank and you sometimes you seem to be a little <laughs> a little quieter a little quieter, quieter side yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I listen to Are you. you no, wait, Slee, you're doing you, you're That's doing what the, I Slee, you're doing the show from home today, right? Yeah. What are you doing? Are you What's... actually in bed? Be honest. No, no, no. You're at a, like a desk? Yeah, yeah. What's the reason oh, oh, you're- Oh, I can see you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh you're you using the blur background on your Zoom. The blur background. Um, Take it. Yeah, the- um, I always think One that time, looks fancy, I, I, the blur I've told this story many times. One time, Mason and I had a the Zoom is the with Kevin Demoff, the COO of the Rams, <laughs> to show us the new color. And Mason yes. did the Zoom shirtless from his bed. And I said, I said, Mace, you're shirtless. He goes, oh, that's right. And he didn't go put a shirt on. He just pulled the covers <laughs> I pulled off. the covers up. <laughs> Yeah, you pull the covers yeah, off. I know that you have a relationship with Kevin. Yeah, Demo. me and Kevin. Uh, obviously I, I, very comfortable. I, I was just going to no, say, no, but yeah. Kevin and I the get along COO great. COO of the Los Angeles Rams. You couldn't put a shirt on. Yeah, I mean, I... <laughs> or get out of bed? I Neither. Here, <laughs> oh, for two. I was, I was in bed. I, I would By argue... By the way, Trav, 9 a.m. call, too. <laughs> That's like, late. Like, That's early for me. That's early for me. I, already, I think I had, I, I had shot about an 83. <laughs> I had come home. Shower. taken a shower. There you go. Yeah, Mason, no, I almost, I almost had a, I almost had a Mason moment a couple days ago. Oh God, what's that? How mean? so? So, I, I don't think you're doing it anymore, right? You're not eating in bed as often. No, actually, not eating back? in bed at all. Why? Why did it change? Because Ron is so food aggressive. We immediately had to move to the table. So we do not eat in bed. Eating in bed is very, very twenty twenty two. Slee, you you now eat in bed. No, I don't, but i kind of been under the weather here the last couple of days, and I went and got um, I got ramen. So uh-huh. the the kind that comes in the block, and then you pour the hot water in, and no, 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 oh. went 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 to uh, already just, already cooked. Oh, yeah, already ramen, ramen shop, and and was getting some good ramen. Yeah, I was uh, I kind of started setting everything up. Now we're not talking about like I was going to have a sandwich and some chips in bed. I was talking about ramen. literally having ramen, which could splash my Ramen's chicken broth. A tricky bed food everywhere. It's, yeah, well, they're, they're, I, I mean, I was amazed. Mason, when he was eating in bed, he didn't care what it was. I, oh. I go, "You'll eat spaghetti." Yep. I go, "You'll eat like chili." Oh, yeah, I had a ribs. Chili? Yeah, in bed. All of them. All of them. It made no difference to me. And by the way, when I go on room service, right? When you go to, like, we went out to. That's why they give you that little cart. Yeah, well, I I order more room service than anyone here. Never no. ever eat it in always, bed. Not only always, not, not even if it's breakfast. It's the cart or it's the desk. The desk. Yeah. yeah what you need other. is the protective towel. So what I do is I take one of the big towels 
and I okay, roll Michael it out Thompson. on the bed, and then I put the plate Michael, on the top. Michael does all that, and he doesn't even eat food. But so if if <laughs> he I puts s- them on the floor, if, if, I, oh, yeah. if I spill anything, it lands on the protective towel, and it's not on the bed, so I don't have to deal with that. Later. I don't think you could have any broth-based foods in bed. Broth is tough. No, in it bed. was it was a bad idea. Now yeah. I didn't end up doing it because my girl said, "Yeah, you're definitely not eating in bed." So it was a wiser decision. But I got close, Mace. I almost did ramen in bed. That's not a good combo. No, that's a tough one. Tough I'm glad that the Lady Slee intervened because yeah. I, I know that you're a little under the weather, that you've got a little cold going on right now, but that's no excuse to let your humanity slip through your fingers. I was, yeah, I was, I was done. Humanity was, <laughs> humanity. was out. That's good. No, it's man, not, come to, on. not to over sell it, but it's, humanity it's, is yes. on the brink. Look, we've, we've evolved to the point where we've been able to create furniture and utensils. Correct. And we don't need to, we, we can use those things to eat. We don't have to lay in our beds and have a meal protective noodles towel. on my pillow two words protective towel <laughs> i picture like a big pile of protected abused protected towels off to and the then side they, you throw them in the shower afterwards in the shower yeah and then you know how you throw i'm done with the towel because you throw he's it in obviously the not using the shower <laughs> right no you throw it in the shower you take all the the old towels that you're not using you throw them in the shower you mean the washing machine no, no, no I'm mean, he's at, at a hotel. hotel. Room he's oh, talking oh, about. oh, 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 oh. At a hotel. I you were talking about the oh, side yeah, at home. I'm throwing washes like, his laundry, you're doing your in, the laundry in the shower. In the shower. Yeah, somebody somewhere is. Just hose it off in the backyard yeah. or something. All right. Mace, well. how many pregame drinks tomorrow? Drinks? Yeah. How, how, how you're how underestimating I mean, Mason's uh, consumption rules. I mean, what about drinks? You? Not drinking. Not drinking. No, I never no. drink at work events. Okay. Ask Mason why. Why? Mason. Uh, Clearman's Galley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Clearman's Galley. Forgot about that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going to, and I'm going to have a good, good time. Good for I will you. see you guys we'll, there. We'll see you actually on stage chugging. Yes. Yes. You yes. will be drinking publicly. I, I will be. That will not be the first one. We'll just yeah. leave it at that. Super Cross Talks brought to you by In N Out Burger. In N Out, what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you at the Mandy's tomorrow.